Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare and the founder of Korean beauty brand Jellyco. Welcome back. You are in the right place if you are keen to take a bit of a deep dive into the world of Korean skincare, beauty, makeup, and everything that is trending at the moment. So if you are new to the show, first of all, a big warm welcome. I can see that we've got a lot more listeners from many parts of the world at the moment. So a big warm welcome to you if you are new to the show, just to give you a little bit of a rundown on how we do things here. So Tuesday, or the first episode of the week, depending on where you're listening, is the episode where we run through all the latest news, latest reviews, product releases, all of those good things. And then Thursday's episode or the second episode of the week is the one where we do a deep dive into a particular topic related to the industry in Korea more broadly. So some of the things that we've had a look at in recent memory are things like plastic surgery in Korea. What else have we done? That was the big one that I can remember. Uh, you know, anything to do with a specific, uh, specific skin type, things like that, we usually just go into a little bit more detail into one specific topic uh, rather than just, you know, touch on a bunch of different things. So that's the general layout for the shows. I'm trying to stick to the schedule as best I can. This year has been off to a bit of a crazy start. Uh, we had a lot of other things going on just with the business uh, and personally as well. Now that COVID seems to be over for the most part and travel has picked back up, I've had a lot more trips that I've had to do as well. Uh, and I don't think that's going to stop for the rest of the year. I have quite a few more business trips, personal trips and whatnot planned for the rest of the year as well. So look, I am going to try and stick to our two episodes a week schedule as best I can, but you will have to forgive me and I apologize in advance if I can't stick to it every single week, uh, just because of how long it takes me to actually put this podcast together. It is a pretty big time suck. And if I've got other things in my schedule that are taking priority uh, business-wise um, and with the, with the brand, then I kind of do have to prioritize that and prioritize uh, customers. Uh, the other side of the business that I work on is my consulting business that I actually do where I consult with beauty brand founders, uh, people looking to manufacture products in Korea, people wanting to source and purchase uh, products that they can distribute, you know, maybe for their their aesthetician clinic or something like that. So that is another part of the business that I work on uh, and that I really enjoy working on. But that is kind of how I get paid. This podcast is just something I do for you guys for free. I don't get paid to do it. Uh, so that is, I guess, just my excuse for sometimes if the podcast doesn't take priority in a particular week. That is why. So you'll have to forgive me in advance. Anyway, let us jump into today's episode because I have a new trend that I know some of you will be interested to hear about. And this is 
the healthy pleasure trend, and it is currently taking over among the MZ generation in Korea. Now, MZ generation, if you read anything in the Korean news uh, or stuff about Korea, you'll notice that this is uh, referred to quite a bit, MZ generation, and it's not used, I don't think, outside Korea. What it refers to is the amalgamation of two different generations, the millennials and Gen Z, and they just group it together and call them the MZ or MZ generation in Korea. So this is a trend that millennials and Gen Zs are getting in on, and it is called the healthy pleasure trend. Uh, And you might be thinking, well, what exactly is that? It's kind of like the reverse of the guilty pleasure trend. So guilty pleasure is doing something, maybe eating something that you probably shouldn't, but you enjoy it anyway. And the healthy pleasure trend is kind of the opposite. Uh, and that is doing something that's not necessarily bad for you, but you also enjoy. Uh, And when I was sort of doing a little bit more of a deep dive and exploring this trend, I... It's interesting because a lot of the ways that this trend is showing up in Korea reminds me of things that we were doing, certainly in Australia, the States and Canada, like back in the 2000s. So for example, let me give you some examples. At the moment, one of the big trends over here is zero products. So like you'll see, it's it says like it's got zero sugar or zero, you know, whatever in your sodas, in your coffee, in your sauces. Uh, so if you go to the supermarket at the moment, there's a whole bunch of products that say zero on them and they'll be like, for all intents and purposes, junk food, but with a big zero plastered over it. So like candies and sweets and lollies that have like a a reduction in sugar or zero sugar because they're using a sugar alternative. Uh, And that just smacks to me big time of the kind of diet fads that were really popular when I was growing up, which was, you know, like zero fat. So they took the full fat out of it and it was like low fat and all of that kind of thing. I feel like that was really big, particularly with diet culture back in like the early 2000s. So that is trending here at the moment, which you might think that's weird. Like, why are they so late to the trend? But I think the whole trend of exercising and really taking care of your health in that way has not really taken off here before now. So bodybuilding, massive at the moment. Uh, and there's a whole culture. There's a, a show we talked about recently on, on the podcast, Physical 100, that is all about like people bodybuilding and building muscles. And some of them are crazy. Like some of them are clearly taking things that they shouldn't take to build up that much muscle. I would say no proof of that, obviously, but they're just the way they're built. And like it doesn't look 100% natural. But this is a really big trend at the moment people getting into gym and, you know, CrossFit and all of these kind of things. So I think when you start getting into that, what goes hand in hand with that? Meal prep, um, you know, eating really healthily, like chicken breast and salad and all of that sort of stuff. So we're seeing more of that pop up. If you have a look at the delivery apps, the big delivery apps here in Korea are Pedal uh, and Coupang Eats is the other one that's really popular. Those ones, if you have a look, you'll see that there's a whole lot of different like salad specialty stores or like keto specialty stores where you can order like things that are uh, you know prepared to a certain specification for people following those diets salads are catching on everywhere convenience stores um have a whole range of salads which never used to be a thing uh if you have a look in the dessert section we've got all the same ones that are now trending overseas like halo top all of that gluten-free is even apparently coming so all of this kind of stuff that was really popular in the early 2000s 
is kind of trending here at the moment. But where it comes into skincare and I guess what we're using on our faces and our bodies is that it's spread beyond eating this healthy pleasure trend and people are now looking for products that are healthy for their skin but also for the earth Uh, and the commentary that I've seen around this is that you know people are taking more of an interest in harmful ingredients as if you can tell that just from I don't know running your ingredients through one of these ingredient uh you know, analysis databases, and it just spits out a bunch of things that you're supposed to ignore um, or supposed to avoid using. I have a massive problem with that, which I've spoken about on the show uh, at length. Uh, so I won't sort of rehash all of my my views on that because I think that will just bore people that have been listening to the show for a while. <laughs> But the other big word that is trending at the moment is skintellectual, which is a compound word for skin and intellectuals. And these are apparently people who carefully examine and purchase uh, products based on what's inside them. So uh, all of these kind of things. I think this is just another euphemism or name for clean beauty. If you ask me, I don't really see any difference between that. I think they're sticking a different name on it, healthy pleasure. But all of the kinds of things that are going to be classified as good or bad or whatnot are all going to be according to these clean beauty standards, this EWG system. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, And that's really nothing new in K-beauty. So I think they're giving it a new name. Uh, and, you know, it's just a giant catch-all phrase for anything that's supposed to be good for you. So I don't know if this is going to really impact on the kinds of products we're seeing. I mean, already every K-Beauty brand and its dog is jumping onto the vegan trend, uh, and that is not because people are vegan here or worried about that necessarily, but because vegan is being marketed to them as better for the environment. Uh, And, you know, I mean, on its face, that just makes zero sense. Just because a product doesn't contain animal ingredients does not necessarily mean that it's better for the environment. Uh, I think it's very clever that they've managed to convince people that it's that simple. Uh, But as with anything, uh, you know, the trend towards all these milk alternatives and whatnot instead of, you know, cow's milk, how you farm them, how you process them, how you collect them is going to have a much bigger impact on the environment than just using a substitute. It's kind of the whole problem that I have with clean beauty in the first place, which is the idea that natural must be better than synthetic just because it's natural. And it's just not that simple. Uh, you know, all of the synthetics, most of them have a much longer history and the safety data profile of them is much better understood than newer things that are coming onto the market. Natural ingredients are as well. There are so many variables that would determine whether it's actually better for you or not. Uh, So look, I'm very, very skeptical about this trend. Uh, I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to do better, eat better, be healthier, um, and all of this sort of thing. But I think any of this Um, really reductive language that makes it sound like a super simple choice or that one thing is like definitely better for you and better for the environment. I just, it's just not that simple. I think it's just a very convenient marketing message that uh, if people are searching for this stuff anyway, it allows companies to just package it up into a nice, neat little bow that people feel like they're doing the right thing. So I'm very, very skeptical of this one, but it is a new trend. So I did want to talk about it with you guys. I was cruising around my local supermarket yesterday and I was just like, what is the deal with all of this zero stuff? Like this really 
really feels like I'm I'm in a time machine and I've travelled like 20 years back to, you know, Woolies supermarket in Australia circa like 2004 or something. It's crazy. Uh, but anyway, that is a big thing here. If you are visiting Korea anytime soon, you will probably notice this. Now, the other interesting stats that I came across is that Open Survey has released the results of their analysis on the consumption of color cosmetics. Color cosmetics in the industry is usually just chat for makeup. Uh, And what they did is they analyzed consumption of makeup between Korea, America, and Japan. And there were some really interesting differences. So in Korea, a lot of people for their base makeup use things like cushions, the BB cushions and the uh, the packs. So 57.7% and 26% respectively. But those kind of products are rarely used in the US and Japan. So in the US, rather than using things like the BB cushions and whatnot, people are using foundations, about 49% of people, uh, powders, 41% and concealers, almost 40%. So they are really popular in the color cosmetics category in the US. Uh, And of course, things like blushes, highlighters, shading, bronzer, the utilization rates for those were also really high. That doesn't surprise me at all even if you just look at the trending uh, trends in makeup and how people are doing their makeup it's all of these kind of products now in japan the utilization rate of base makeup for things like tone-up creams bb creams cc creams and foundations is really high as well hovering at around that 50 percent mark or just below uh and the i guess Uh, thesis for why that is the case is again to do with the trend in Japan so no makeup has become really really popular and another thing that they are calling subtraction makeup I guess also maybe less is more that kind of thing so all of these lighter base makeup products things like the tone up and the BB and CC creams are really popular in Japan whereas at the moment in Korea people are using their cushions and pads so just thought that was a little bit interesting to see the differentiation of what people are using between the different countries. Uh, and it's all just to do with the trends, you know, how people are wanting to put products onto their skin and the kind of products that they're using to do that. Uh, so those results I found a little bit interesting. So I thought I would share that with you guys as well. Now, the other big one that caught my beady little eye was that Forbes Advisor has released their statistics for February 2023. And they... Uh, interviewed online consumers and you know were asking them how they purchase things at the moment and overseas direct purchases are at uh, a really all-time high so 57% of online consumers have experienced overseas direct purchases so what that means is people are no longer really feeling confined to shop within their borders so if you're a US-based consumer you know you're not just going to shop only within the US. If there is a product that you can you want from another country or region, then there's no need for you to like be confined to only buying products in the states. You could shop from, for example, Canada, from Australia, from Korea, or whatnot. So that is obviously a trend, and we've certainly been seeing that as well. I don't think we've ever had more overseas buyers purchasing from Style Story. We've got customers at the moment from the states, Canada, New Zealand. Germany, lots of different places, and it's only increasing. And I think that's because people are shopping around, they're looking for the best value for money. 
And of course, different countries treat uh parcels and deliveries from different countries in a different way. So sometimes they will have a free trade agreement between the the two countries, and that means that you will pay less in customs duties and taxes. And consumers are pretty savvy about that sort of thing. If they're going to get hit with a massive customs bill from buying something from country A, then they might look around and see if they can get a better deal from country B. So I've certainly noticed this as well. This does not surprise me. Uh, And the fact that this is sort of post-COVID, which was a period where people were doing a lot of online shopping because they kind of had to. Maybe they were locked down or maybe they were just trying to avoid going out, you know, more than necessary and purchasing things online. I think this trend is probably going to continue. But there you go. Physical location of the customer and the store is less important than it used to be. And more and more people are buying direct from overseas. So on to this week's question of the week. And I had this question come through from one of my Instagram followers, and she was wondering what the best time is to use an eye mask uh, and, you know, whether it's better to put it on after moisturizer or whatnot. And the reason she was concerned is because when you apply like a hydrogel type eye mask, you need to wait for like 20 to 30 minutes. So she was like, how does that work? What am I putting on before it? What am I putting on afterwards? How do, how do I do it, basically? So this is how I do them and how I've seen other people here do them, particularly if it's something like a, a hydro gel mask. Often they will be soaked in their own version of essence. So I like to get my face a little bit wet and hydrated first. So normally I will have cleansed. I will do my toner and I usually use a hydrating style toner um, and my essence. And then I'll pop the eye mask on then. Uh, and afterwards, after I've finished and taken it off, I will do the serum, moisturizer, and any other steps in my routine. Uh, and then if you are, I guess, you know, wondering or worrying about, okay, but while that 20 to 30 minute window is passing, do I just put like serum around the rest of my face? It doesn't really matter. Again, this is personal preference. If you have dry skin, the kind of skin that is maybe going to dry out in that 20 to 30 minute window in between applying your toner and serum, you can just do the rest of your skincare around your face, but there's no issue to wait and do the whole of your face after you've finished using an eye mask product like this. It really comes down to your personal preference. If you have the type of skin that just, you know, starts going dry at the first sign of trouble, then you probably just want to do the rest of your skincare around it. But if you can wait until you finish, then you can do it all together just to save time. Uh, There are no hard and fast rules with this kind of thing. It really is a matter of what you prefer, what gets you the best results and what feels most comfortable for your skin as well. So just have a play around and see. But in general, I always recommend applying products like this to an already wet face. You will get better results if the skin has some moisture and hydration in it first, and then you pop this on over the top. Now, before I introduce you to the new Katie Beauty product that has just launched on our site, I'm just going to do a little shout out and reminder that if you are not already signed up to Style Stories newsletter list, then make sure you get on it quickly because we are going to have a really special offer for our newsletter subscribers for Dewey Glaze Toner's first birthday. So it has been almost a year since we launched our third product for Jellyco, which is our Dewey Glaze Toner. And that product has gone on to become 
um, one of the top five selling products on Style Story uh, out of the hundreds that we have on our website. A very, very popular product. Uh, it basically gives you that perfect base for the rest of your skincare. So eye masks, anything like that. It just wets the skin. We used birch sap as the first ingredient instead of normal water. So it really soaks into the skin, gives you that perfect start so that the rest of the products that you apply over the top will actually sink in. Uh, And it has a really unique jelly type texture. Uh, So it is turning one, which gosh, that feels like it was yesterday. Just there was such a mad rush to get everything finished for the launch of that product. I can't actually believe it's been a year already, but there you go. So first birthday's coming up. We're going to have a special offer and it will go out earlier for our newsletter subscribers. So make sure you're on the list. We do also give out lots of you know, giveaways and have competitions and things like that just for our newsletter subscribers. We had a competition recently to do um, offer a $250 gift voucher, for example. Uh, So get on the list. You will get access to lots of deals that other people that aren't on the list will get and including our testers club uh, to test and review the latest products and share your thoughts on them. So if you like all of that kind of stuff, then it pays to get on the list. I will have a link to the list where you can sign up in the show notes below. All right, now on to some new K-Beauty products. And the one I have for you this week is a mini kit, which I know a lot of people really love the opportunity to trial a bunch of products without paying for the full size. This is one of those products. You get four different flavors of Laneige's lip sleeping mask. So you get berry, apple, lime, mint, choco, and grapefruit in eight gram little pots. So for reference, the full sizes of those are 20 grams. So it's just less than half of a full size. So a pretty decent hit of product. Uh, And you can, I guess, choose which one is your favorite flavor and then go and buy the full size based on that. Uh, These are seriously so popular. I mean, every time we have these products in stock, they just fly off the shelves. They're also really, really popular at Woolworths in Australia. Uh, So we supply our K-Beauty products to Woolies in Australia online. And I think this is probably the number one category of product that sells really well there. Uh, People are just mad fans of these lip sleeping masks. They absolutely love them. The idea is that you basically apply a thick layer before bed and leave it on overnight. It's a really waxy kind of product. Uh, And these ones being eight grams are perfect for travel as well. So if you're hopping on a flight anytime soon, this would be really great to take with you because it's not going to be as heavy as the full size. Uh, And 1% from the profits of the sale of this product on stylestory.com.au will go towards our pledge for 1% for the planet uh, so that you can share your love of K-beauty with the planet every time you shop at Style Story. Now, we have some new reviews for K-Beauty products that were left on our site. I will share those with you. The first one was for Skin79's Orange BB Cream, and our reviewer gave it five stars, and she actually shared a video of it as well. So you can go and check that out on our site if you'd like to. She said, nice, recommended. I like this cream. It makes my skin look perfect. Uh, 
Perfect. I mean, what more do you need than that? <laughs> Thank you very much for your review. Uh, the second review was a five-star review for Jellico's Dewy Glaze Toner. And our reviewer said, love this toner. Leaves the skin refreshed, clean, and balanced. It's my favorite style story toner. Woohoo, big call. Thank you very much. And then the last one was for Hamish's Green Foam Cleanser. Uh, this one, this one's also actually really popular, I've noticed. So our reviewer said, said a gentle cleanser which I use as my second cleanse leaves my skin feeling great not dry a style story favorite so thank you to everyone that has left their review for products that they've purchased recently on our site Uh, very much appreciated and also very helpful to know how you're using the products and I also have an offer for you guys. I will let you know that we are doing a buy one, get one free. So one plus one on Subi's brightening powder cleanser right now on our site. So you can get two for the price of one at the moment. It is going to be for a limited time only. Uh, but this one is an absolute favorite for people that are just looking for a nice lightweight cleanser that they can take with them. It's a really unique type of powder cleanser. Unlike most of them, it's not an exfoliator style one. So a lot of them you'll notice have things like enzymes and whatnot in them or um, maybe even acids. But this one does not exfoliate using anything like that. So if you do have sensitive skin, you can still use this product. You basically pour the powder out onto wet hands and then foam it up in your hands and apply the really light foam to your face. Uh, So at the moment, we have a buy one, get one free offer for that product. I will pop a link to that in the show notes. To redeem the offer, all you need to do is click on the little gift icon on our website and it will pop two of them in your bag for the price of one. So don't miss out on that if you're looking for a product like that. Now, on to my recommendation of the week. And I think this will be no surprise if you do follow me online or if you have ever checked out uh, our Jellico products. So Cherry Blossom was the inspiration behind our sleeping mask, Cherry Blossom sleeping mask. And the reason for that was because everyone in Korea, including me and everyone on our team, is obsessed with Cherry Blossom season in Korea. And guess what? It is right now. So Cherry Blossom's blooming at the moment in Japan and are set to start blooming here really soon. So my recommendation of the week is to stay tuned for some cherry blossom spam. If you are following any career related accounts at the moment on TikTok, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, then you are going to see this. Everyone will be out and about with these beautiful trees. Uh, They are so beautiful, but part of their, I guess, intrigue and mystery is the fact that they're really delicate. So they bloom for about two weeks of the year, but that's if you're lucky. They are really, really lightweight, um, little little flowers. So a gust of wind can blow them away. If it rains, then cherry blossom season ends really, really quickly. So it can often be less than two weeks. And I think that's why after a long winter, everyone just goes nuts for this because it's just like we're waiting for it to get warm again. Uh, And these little flowers just signal the beginning of spring, the beginning of good times ahead for being able to leave the house and summer and all of that that, that kind of thing. So 
I am obsessed. I'm a cherry blossom hunter. I go out of my way to try and find them every year. Uh, If you like that kind of thing, then stay tuned to any of the accounts that you follow for people that are based in Korea, for news outlets and things like that. There'll be lots of limited edition sets and things, you know, Starbucks related stuff around cherry blossoms at this time of year limited edition food sets. We've obviously got our uh, Jellico Cherry Blossom sleeping mask that we have used cherry blossom extract in it just so that we could keep that that feeling and that sensation going for a little bit longer. Uh, But yes, this is a very special time of the year here at the moment. So keep a peek out for that if you are into pretty flowers, pink flowers, cherry blossoms, or you just like looking at all of that kind of stuff. That's one of my favorite things to do at this time of year. All right. I am going to wrap up today's episode leave it here and i will be back in your ears later until then i will see you on style story <laughs>